This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Hey listeners, I'm Vanessa, the host of the Unseminary Podcast, where we talk about the stuff you wish they taught in seminary. I'm joined by the founder of Unseminary, Rich Birch. Hey man, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. We uh, it's glad it's good to be back. You know, we just did a whole bunch of other episodes. I think we did 10 hours of COVID content, and so we are, you know, I feel like I'm steeped in it, but it's uh, it's good to be here, Vanessa. I feel like we need to have like that breaking news like anytime someone <laughs> says COVID, it's like dun dun yes. dun COVID. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so we're kind of continuing that theme, uh, although not directly about COVID. We're we're talking about five simple ways to increase your church's digital Easter attendance. So, you know, it's been amazing, obviously, since you and I last spoke. It's like the uh, church online went from this like, oh, that's an interesting idea, to now everybody's doing it. And so I know uh, churches are, as we come into this weekend, are thinking, you know, about how they can, you know, increase attendance and try to leverage this opportunity. And so, yeah, I thought it'd be good for us to talk about that today. Awesome. All right. Well, let's dive in. Yeah. So one of the things that, um, you know, what kind of, before we even get into the five things, the five simple ways, uh, you know, I was thinking about the fact, well, two things, first of all, it's amazing how everyone is in the same mindset now. You know, I talked to a friend who I haven't talked to in a couple of months and we're friends, like they're close enough that I could pick up the phone and phone them. But, um, you know, we don't talk that often. And so uh, I was talking to her and literally without, we didn't have to reference the fact like, Hey, how are you doing with COVID or what's going on in your world? Or we just started talking as if we had been talking and we were clearly talking about how our lives have changed in the last month. And I thought, man, what an opportunity for us as the church, you know, this might be an unprecedented opportunity because we know that everyone who is coming into this, our digital Easter experiences this weekend are in the same boat. They've been locked down. They're, you know, at home, their kids are maybe driving them crazy. They're a little bit worried. And that's a great thing from a communication point of view, because, um, you know, we have people kind of in the same mindset. And I think that's an opportunity for us to truly leverage that, provide some hope, and then ultimately point people back uh, towards Jesus. But you know, even outside of that, I got thinking that, you know, there are some church growth dynamics that really haven't changed. They're, they're no different in a digital Easter experience or a normal, you know, offline Easter experience. But there's, there's three things that I think we want, we come back to, if you've listened to us for a while, you've heard us talk about these things uh, time and again. The first one is that churches grow because their people invite their friends. And so, you know, at the end of the day, the difference between stagnant or stuck churches and those that are growing is that growing churches are seeing their people invite their friends. They love their people, love the church so much that they're willing to reach out. Now that is exactly the same in this season. If your church is experiencing growth, it's because uh, your people are reaching out to the friends. It's not because of some sort of algorithm. It's not because of, you know, Mark Zuckerberg likes you. It's because people are telling their friends. Now they might be telling themselves their friends through some sort of digital format, uh, but that's still the reason why or the kind of key gro- growth factor. The second thing that hasn't changed uh, because of COVID-19 and church growth is growing churches ask their people to invite friends. So that's not a typo. It's not like, oh, like I'm just kind of flipping around a few words. Um, I'm not just repeating what we just talked about, but growing churches don't just assume that people will invite their friends, but they go out of the way to equip them, to motivate them, to give them tools to see their people invite friends. So you can't just assume that people are going to do that. You've got to actually step in and be 
a leader. You've got to be a first mover in uh, the conversation and ultimately uh, help people invite their friends. And then the third thing that hasn't changed uh, because of COVID-19 when it comes to church growth is you don't need to spend a lot of money to grow. So uh, I think we could be tempted at this time of year uh, to like plop a bunch of money down on Facebook ads or to do other stuff like that. You don't need to do that at all. Um, I know a lot of churches are experiencing a a pinch, you know, obviously unemployment rates are on the rise. There's uncertainty in the broader economy. Uh, and so people are wondering how, you know, kind of what's going on financially, but you do not need to spend a lot of money uh, to grow. And we're going to talk about some of those reasons here. Awesome. Yeah. What a great segue. So let's talk about um, spreading shareable graphics. I think this is so important and, and to have something that's like eye catching. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be eye-catching. It's got to be easy to use. Um, you know, your church, unless you're doing something online, uh, it is invisible. And so you're, you know, right now, you think about it, you know, in most of North America, well, most of the world, uh, but most of the people who are listening to this are in North America, you know, are in some sort of lockdown state and they're not going out uh, to just drive around. They might not, they're not seeing, if you've got a great retail location, you're like off some of some great highway in town. People aren't, aren't seeing that anymore. They used to drive by and maybe even coming up to an Easter weekend, they would see a flag out front that would say, come to our Easter services. They're not seeing any of those things. The only thing that they're seeing is what you put up online. And more pointedly, what they're seeing is not what you post, but what your people in your church post. Uh, they're seeing those graphics. And so what we want to do is make some spreadable, shareable, uh, gr uh, graphics that ultimately you can can push along. Now we provided a couple um, kind of simple tools: Canva, Easel, and uh, Relay. That you'll you'll there. We've got some links in the article if you go down that kind of talk about both some kind of easy tools, but then also some templates uh, for you to use to try to make these graphics. And you know the important thing is that you make a lot of them and that you um, and that that they look good to your point and that you ask your people to use them. Don't just like. Don't you just put them out, but like email out your people or list them on your website, on your, on your Easter page. If you've got a page on your site that talks about Easter, put a download link and encourage people how to do that. Maybe make a video that shows this is how, as goofy as it sounds, this is how you post a video. This is how you post, you know, to a story on Instagram. Maybe no one's ever done that before. Provide like a story video, just a quick one, and then provide a video that shows, hey, this is how you do it. We cannot make it too simple for people. We want to make it simple for them to download and share uh, and, and to ultimately invite their friends to be a part of your experience. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Do a press release. So right now, all across the country, this is literally happening today. So today is, what is it? The seventh today, uh, right across the country, uh, press, media, local, you know, newspapers, radio stations, TV, they're looking for stories about Easter. I can guarantee you this is happening. They're looking for stories about Easter and they're looking for a different story. They're looking to try to find out what churches are doing. And so this would be a great opportunity for you to reach out to put together a press release does not need to be complex. If you just, I was going to list like some templates in here, but mm. um, we actually have some inside of a couple of our courses, but there's actually, if you just search online, you know, press release template, um, you can find them. Uh, but more importantly than doing a press release is when you get coverage. So first of all, I think you'll get coverage. Uh, a friend of mine last week on the podcast, we did uh, interviewed a guy by the name of Chris Moranti, a church evangel church in uh, New Jersey. And they're doing this really cool thing where they're distributing boxes of hope, they're called. They're, they're distributing supplies to people who are um, who are closed in during this, uh, this season. And uh, so it's really cool and it's kind of gaining momentum and they're getting a bunch of other churches that are joining and they've, they've done it all 
all in, uh, they've kind of structured it all in a way that's like keeps everything super clean and all that. It's pretty amazing. Well, wouldn't you know, uh, yesterday actually they ended up on Fox and Friends, like the main network, you know, big Fox News uh, program talking about what their church is doing. And that's just one local church. Um, that put together a press release and got it out in front of people and ultimately got picked up by Fox and Friends. Now, I'm not saying that your church is going to be picked up by Fox and Friends, but I can almost guarantee you that you'll get picked up by some local websites, some regional newspapers, you know, local radio stations, that sort of thing. And what you want to do is when you get that coverage, you celebrate that coverage and encourage your your people to share it. That the that that really is the power of coverage, not just that other people hear it, but then your people will share it. Your people will feel proud about the fact that they've been covered, that their church has been covered, and they'll be willing to tell their friends about it. It's a great way to get the message out about what's going on this weekend uh, at your church. I think it's so nice to see something different in the newspaper as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like all, it's so um, heavy right now, and I know Easter is such a heavy season as well, but that we can bring a different light of hope and to draw people to the church to have those questions answered. I think the press release is such a great idea. All right. Well, we all know that everybody has time on their hands because we're all stuck inside. Pick up the phone is our next point. Yes. So I keep joking that it feels like uh, you know, we're like headed back to the nineties with some things that are <laughs> happening at our, in our churches and like stuff that we used to do. And this is an example of, uh, one of those, uh, um, uh, you know, there used to be these things called phone trees in the church. And this is how we used to spread information from kind of one person to the next, maybe like prayer requests or, um, you know, information about what was going on. What you would do is organize a group of leaders a group of volunteers at your church, and you would give them, say, maybe 10 or 20 people that they were supposed to call and let people know. Now, this you could organize this today. There are a group of volunteers who, frankly, have been sidelined or disengaged in the last few weeks. They used to serve maybe in kids' ministry or maybe in your guest services, and now they're not serving anymore. And I almost guarantee if you were to reach out to 10 of them today and say, hey, would you be willing to call 15 or 20 people over the next few days and simply ask them, who are you inviting to Easter this year? We would love to pray for them. Uh, I guarantee you'll get a high percentage of those people will say yes, and they'll actually do it. They'll actually pick up the phone and call people. Now, on your the people who attend your church point of view, they'll love it because they'll be like, wow, like my church is going out of the way to connect with me now. And it scales really rapidly. If you got, you know, it, it wouldn't take long, 10 or 12, you know, 15 or 20 is a reasonable number for volunteers to do over a few days, uh, probably not all in one shot, but over a few days. So if you get, you know, 10 volunteers, that's as many as 200 people, 200 households. That's quite a bit. You know, you scale that up to, you know, 20, 30, 20, 30 volunteers, you know, you could scale pretty quickly and get out to a, a large number of uh, people. So I would encourage you, I know it sounds old school, uh, but it's inexpensive. People actually have time. You've got volunteers that frankly, if they become disengaged, uh, that's a bit of a problem for the church. So, you know, they're looking for ways to help. This could be a way to get them, draw, you know, drawn back in. Uh, it's kind of multiple wins uh, with this one. And what an incredible way just to check up on the people that attend church to make sure that everyone's okay, because not everybody is on social, right? That's, I mean, we want everyone to be, but the reality is that not everyone is. And so what an incredible way to just be the hands of Jesus and say, what do you need? How can I help? What's like a practical way to be for you in this season where there is so much uncertainty? I think that it goes farther than just inviting to Easter, but also, hey, like we're the hands and the feet of the church and what do you need and how can we help? 
Yeah, absolutely. I know, uh, Christine, my wife's been doing these kind of calls, not, not really about around inviting, just connecting mm-hmm. with people. And, you know, you end up in some, you can end up in some, um, you know, pretty pastoral care situations because people, you know, they're feeling that kind of disconnect. I was at a, um, I was at a store on the weekend and, um, you know, we, we did the, like, like kind of planned this four hour shopping thing, went to these different stores and all that. I was like, I'll do it. It's fine. And I was in this one store and like the guy in front of me in line was super chatty with the lady. <laughs> and, you know, I think a part of that was just, he was feeling lonely, right? He's just stuck indoors and not talking to people as much. And so this is a real opportunity to reach out, love people, but then also encourage them to invite people to come uh, to your Easter services this weekend. Go live everywhere is our next point. All right, so you should be going live uh, as in as many possible streaming services as possible between now and Easter Sunday. Obviously, you've got the biggies, you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram. Uh, you know, but if I would be encouraging your, so key leaders, senior pastors, campus pastors, executive pastors, people that have kids, pastors, anyone with a public platform in your church, um, I would be, if they're on staff, I would be requiring them to go live, um, (laughs) you know, between now and the weekend, I would come up with a couple different, which we'll give some examples here in a minute, but a couple different, uh, examples of the kinds of things they can be doing. Actually, I was talking to a church earlier today where, uh, two of their campus, this is hard to believe, but two of their campus pastors weren't on Facebook at all. They were like the anti-social media people. And uh, so that's obviously changed. They're like, well, you need to get on Facebook and uh, you need to learn how to go live. You need to learn how to, uh, you know, reach out to people and connect with them uh, because this is, you know, the way that we can do this in this season. And, you know, I've seen all kinds, I've seen all kinds of really cool innovation on this front. Churches doing some pretty neat things. You know, I've seen churches do uh, kids crafts. So they're like, hey, we're going to do a kids craft. This could be a great thing for your kids ministry to do. You maybe in the morning, you email out to everybody and say, Hey, we're going to do a craft tonight at six o'clock, you know, after dinner craft, all you need are these three simple things or these four simple things from around home. Um, and we're going to do that together. And a part of that, you could be talking about Easter. You could do Q and a around, uh, the importance of Easter. If you've got like a real apologetics leaning leader, uh, you could pick three or four kind of important questions around Easter. Why is it important? Uh, and, and do that. Actually, our church is doing that tomorrow night. Um, they're doing a thing on Wednesday night called, um, why Easter, why Easter matters, I think is what it's called. And, um, you know, that's, it's the same idea. Like, Hey, let's talk about that. People are wondering, you know, and, and it's, um, and it's a good way to get out and connect with people. You could show some behind the scenes. We've said this so many times. Every time we talk about social media, we say talk about behind the scenes stuff because that content carries. People love it. It's even more the case now. People <laughs> love like, I don't know if you found yourself doing this, but I found myself on, um, you know, it's like we're all on hours a day of Zoom calls. And I find myself just looking in people's homes, like, you know, kind of trying, I'm looking at them, but I'm also kind of seeing what's around them just because I'm so desperate to see something different. And so, um, you know, behind the scenes content would be, would be great. Uh, you know, an interesting thing, and, and this, these last two kind of connect together, um, at, at Easter time, it's always important uh, at these big days, any big days, that whoever's teaching, the lead pastor, the teaching pastor, whoever's doing that, is really clear with people that like the message this weekend is going to be targeted at their friends, that this is really um, a great opportunity for them to invite someone to come and hear. And this is a great way to do that is to talk a little bit about message prep as as talk about kind of how I'm preparing, how I'm getting ready for this weekend, that kind of thing. But being very clear that this weekend would be an ideal weekend. There's no better time than this to invite. Uh, your friends to come to be a part to attend together uh, online this weekend. All right, and our last point: engage your community online. So, um, your church is more than a sixty-minute live stream on the weekend. One of my cautions or concerns that I see kind of developing 
in this season. So I personally, and I have no idea, I have no connection to the CDC or the, you know, WHO, but you know, I suspect we're going to be in this mode for another four weeks, maybe eight weeks, something like that. Uh, it's not going to just pop up in two weeks and then we'll be back out. Um, most of our church's weekend experiences will not sustain our communities alone over those six to eight weeks. Um, we need to find other ways to connect with people. Um, we need to go out of our way to be developing community. And part of what we've been talking about here is how do we do that? How do we keep volunteers engaged? How do we you know, reach out to people? How do we ensure that they know that we still exist? Um, but I would encourage you to be thinking about how you can leverage community experiences. So a couple examples. One, um, you know, you could pop into every online small group in your church. So if your church has started doing online small groups, maybe you've got 10 or 15 small groups, it would be impossible for you to drive around to 10 or 15 small groups in you know any given week. It's not impossible for you to pop in and out of 10 or 15 Zoom calls this week. And, you know, if you're the lead pastor or campus pastor, what a great opportunity for you to pop your head in and say, hey, I just want to talk a little bit about Easter, maybe take a few prayer requests, maybe collect the names of people who people are, are going to invite this weekend and pray for them, that sort of thing. You could pop into, easily pop into 10 or 15, you could do 10 or 15 in one night, uh, but you could easily do 10 or 15 between now uh, and the weekend. Um, and then I would also say another way to kind of engage community is to increase your own personal social engagement. So, um, you, we want to go out of our way to like, comment, and share on people's content, uh, particularly this week and going forward. We need to be seen as engaging with people on their uh, their content. We can't just go silent. I think there's there there are some pastors out there that are like, I'm happy. They're like they like being a voyeur, like they like watching social media, <laughs> but they don't engage with it. They don't actually talk to people or comment. And I think they're maybe scared to do that, or they're not sure what to do. Uh, now is not the time to do that. You want to lean in and, and do that. In fact, I would actually encourage you uh, in this season while we're kind of in this this mode, it would be well worth your time to invest some n- amount of time every day, an hour a day, 45 minutes a day, half an hour a day to simply go through your own feeds and like, comment and share people's content to get engaged with them. Um, you'd be amazed at how much you can get a sense of what's going on um, in people's world and they'll be encouraged to uh, to see you. So engage your community online. Don't, uh, don't just be broadcasting, but look for ways to uh, engage, to connect to build community even in the season. And, and, you know, in that, in, in that you can be talking about, uh, your digital Easter this weekend. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. All right, Rich, before we sign off, you have a bunch of sweet content in here for free for our listeners. Tell me about it. Yeah. So we, uh, just finished up, uh, over 10 hours of COVID-19 content, uh, Mm. and it's specifically targeted at a bunch of issues that churches are asking. And so at the bottom of the show notes of this episode, we've just linked directly to those. And so what we've done is, is interviewed and talked with a bunch of experts around a lot of different things, some legal stuff, some HR stuff, um, fundraising, the whole kind of changes in the law, the Families First uh, Coronavirus Response Act, the, the CARES Act, the, you know, technology stuff some stuff on how to make a great stream for Easter. So there's a lot in there. So if you go to the bottom, you'll see links there that, that should help you. Um, if you're looking for, you know, particular help, uh, in those. So uh, yeah, check it out. It's at the bottom of this article. All right, Rich. Um, thanks so much for today. And I think, you know, there's something really important that you put at the end of this post is that Easter isn't canceled and church isn't closed. And that this is just a new opportunity for us to reach people in their homes and find a way that you can leverage that and do it to the best of your ability. 
Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you pointing that out. So, you know, I the thing that I think is pretty cool, pretty unique opportunity, the reality of it is church leaders who are listening in, um, your building is not big enough to contain all the people in your community that need to hear the message of Jesus this weekend. It just isn't. There's no church that's big enough to to uh, to invite everyone in. You and I have been given that opportunity this weekend. Um, it's a great opportunity for us. So uh, don't look at this as like, oh, it's a bummer. I was watching a, a church's stream recently and they, you know, they were basically spent the first five minutes apologizing for how bad it was that they had to do streaming. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Mm. Um, you know, this is an opportunity for you to reach more people where they're at in their homes. Uh, it's a great opportunity. It's presented to us and let's leverage it. Absolutely. All right, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. You can see the full article in our other podcast at unseminary.com. 